story brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And today, my guest is Richard Lynch. Over the past three decades, he's compiled a long list of country hits and chart-topping songs in both domestic and international platforms, including multiple number one iTunes chart singles, several number one new music weekly radio songs, indie world roots music, the list goes on and on. He's been profiled in Billboard magazine, Taste of Country, The Boot, Contemporary Christian Music magazine, Country Music People, Maverick, and countless others. Richard, it is a pleasure to have you here today. How are you doing? Well, I am doing good, Johnny, and thank you for asking me to come on board. What a pleasure, and I appreciate that very much, sir. No problem at all. So I know that you're a country guy through and through, and I know that you're a man of faith. And in the country world, the two tend to go together quite a bit, don't they? Well, I'd like to think so. You know, I make no bones about it. You know, I definitely believe in the Lord, and He has done so many things for me over the years. He's created so many opportunities for me. I have an amazing life. I think there's a higher power and he's blessed me beyond belief. Amen to that. So tell me about your journey of faith. What brought you to that place where you recognized that you needed God in your life? How did that start? Well, you know, I, I grew up in a country music household. We lived on an old farm back a long lane. And, you know, I'm the oldest of six kids. Never went hungry a day of my life. But I, I, I know what it's like to do without. I know what it's like to, you know, want for things and have for things. And I was blessed at a young age to have a set of parents with discipline and love and direction. And uh, I wasn't always of the mindset that the Lord is with me. It takes a little life, you know, get through before you realize, hey, this happened for a reason here, and I start to realize more and more that the Lord is in part of my life. Whether I, whether I want to acknowledge it or not, it ultimately, you're going to realize that if you if you just open your eyes a little bit. Had to go through a couple failed marriages before I found the right one. But ultimately, it's amazing how in the last, I'd say, 15, 20 years, the Lord has come to me in so many ways. Now, you know, you can be told this and told that, and you should do this and you should do that. Ultimately, you have to have that connection with the Lord on your own terms. And I, I do believe that I am getting there on my own terms. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I think that's a big, important statement to make. You know, it's not about religious laws that could be put in place and you have to do this and you have to do that. The Bible's clear that there are things that we should and shouldn't do, but we don't need to make those laws. But when it comes from the heart, God says our heart is desperately wicked and who can know it? And without Jesus in our heart, how are we ever going to change? You're exactly right. You know, there's been times when I thought, I don't know if I can do this by myself. And, you know, when you realize that the Lord's walking with you, it changes your mindset. It changes your attitude. You realize that, hey, I can get through with whatever comes my way. It might be a hard time, and I, I, I'm not opposed to having hard times. It makes you appreciate the good times. But if you just let the Lord in your heart, it's just amazing how many things will come your way. Dreams coming true. My wife is the best beyond belief. So he, he has done so many things me and blessed me beyond belief. So you talk about dreams coming true. Did you always dream of being a country artist? Oh, I have. Ever since a young kid, I wanted to be on that Grand Ole Opry stage. 
You know, my dad was an incredible singer, entertainer. I grew up in a, that country music household I mentioned. And, you know, from my earliest memories, that country music was a part of my life. To this very day, you know, I, I love the genuine, real, traditional country music. I mean, I'm not opposed to any genre, but my heart is with the traditional country. And, you know, I remember as a youngster that people like Chris Christopherson would have a country song and he would sing about, Why Me, Lord? What have mm-hmm. I ever done? So, you know, country music and the spirituality of that has always been in my heart. You're hearing less and less of the spirituality today in today's music. But to me, when I write a song or when I have an inspiration, I'm not afraid to mention the Lord and, and thank him for what we've done. It's going to be country music, but it's definitely going to have a reflection of our appreciation to the Lord. Yeah, for sure. I, I like all kinds of styles of gospel music myself, the different expressions, if you want to call it that, of gospel music. But yet, whenever I try and write a song, I, I tend to play it like a country guy. And I just don't understand that because I wasn't raised that Absolutely. way. But, but anyway, I guess it's all good, right? Now, you I know. I know one thing that you're involved in that I did want to ask you about was the Love Tattoo Foundation. Very interested in that. From what I understand, you put on fundraising concerts for veterans to help them out and stuff, and you have a real connection with the veterans. How did that start? Well, I personally never served in the military, but my grandpa did, my dad did, my brother did. And uh, I I just have this huge appreciation and admiration for the people that dedicate their lives and do so much for our country. And it's funny how the world will take you in a position or a direction that you may not have anticipated. I was fortunate enough to do a couple shows with Ronnie McDowell. And Ronnie had some huge country hits in the late 70s and 80s, and he's still a very viable country artist in today's world. Well, I got to do a couple shows with Ronnie and I found out that Ronnie did three tours of duty in Vietnam. I thought, my goodness, this guy is a class act. I've always loved his music and then I realized what kind of man he is. So I have co-written a song called Love Tattoo and the Love Tattoo has nothing to do with ink. The Love Tattoo is either a battle scar or a psychological scar that that particular service member has endured in his life, in her life. So their love tattoo is either that physical scar or that psychological scar that they encountered being a GI or, you know, by becoming a veteran. And I uh, got to do a show with Ronnie and I said, Ronnie, I've, I've got this song I think would really be great if we had a duet. Would you consider listening to it? And he agreed to listen to it. And after he played it, he called our manager back and called my wife back and said, hey, Let's get in the studio and record this song. So me and Ronnie McDowell got together and recorded as a duet, Love Tattoo. And basically, it's to bring awareness of a facility in Michigan. And there's also other veterans facilities and associations in Ohio that we bring money to and and bring awareness to so that we can give something back because we've been blessed beyond belief. And if we can help somebody and help our veterans, especially because in my mind, we can't do enough for them, people. They're so deserving. And you had made mention of our concerts. We do six concerts a year here on our farm and we have a beautiful barn venue and we'll seat 350 or 400 people and a portion of every show is committed and given to our veterans it's like i say it's just a little something that we do and because we appreciate our guys and gals that has served our, our nation i agree wholeheartedly that appreciation gets really deeply rooted in your heart so yeah it's incredible every time we have somebody on the show who serves 
one of the first things I tell them is thank you for the service because it is so important. And, and you're right. A lot of it is lost in today's 15 minute TikTok generation, right? You just don't understand. And it needs to be more appreciated. I agree with you 100% about that. Well, you're so right I, there. A lot of people out there have an appreciation for them. And I think there's more than what we realize, but why everybody doesn't is beyond me. So <laughs> if we can help educate people, I'm going to try to do my best to help educate people. So when do those shows start? Well, we usually start in uh, June and we go once a month, June through October. Now this year we did a seventh show uh, and we went into November. But what we do, we'll bring a Grand Ole Opry star or a national artist and they'll share the stage with us, me and my band. And, you know, it's really a lot of fun. The the, the barn, the farm is absolutely beautiful. You know, I, I, I mentioned earlier how blessed I am. If you've got to come to my farm and see how beautiful this is and what we've accomplished and what we've put together and how, what we've achieved and, you know, just for the appreciation of music, you, you'd be blown away because people come here and, you know, the first timers especially, I enjoy watching them come in because they walk in and they take a big breath and look around. And the first thing they say is, wow, this is like something my parents or my grandparents had because they make that connection with the barn and the farm and the and the animals. And so it's, it's wonderful to see that agricultural appreciation. And then, of course, they're here for the music, but they ultimately love the barn and the farm and everything. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, and absolutely. At the end of our chat here, we'll uh, get some information from you where people can find out when those shows are and where they are. I know that you've released a new album called Radio Friend. So tell me a little bit about that. And I know before we started recording here that we were talking about one specific song. So maybe you can just recount that after you talk a little bit about how this album came to be. Well, Radio Friend is the current album that's the title track of our brand new album. And I wrote all 12 or co-wrote all of them, but all of them are, I've had a hand in writing all all 12 songs. When I write my music, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And by that, I mean, I put my emotion into the music, whether it's a honky-tonking good time and song or a heartfelt, passionate ballad or something that inspires me for appreciation for the Lord. I put my heart and soul into whatever I write. And I've learned that sometimes at the most unexpected time, a song will hit you or you'll be inspired to write a song at a particular time. You can't make that plan. It just happened at that moment. And you made reference to the particular song I'm speaking about. It's called The Phone Call. And it's on this particular album that I have written. The phone call is reference to a old friend who called me about a year or so ago. And I'm sitting right here at the kitchen table where we're spinning right now. And the phone rang and he says, Richard, man, I just heard one of your songs on this radio that I'm listening to out here in, in Missouri. I'm like, well, that's really cool. And he was saying how much he liked it and how much it affected him, how much he got to end of the song. He listened to the lyrics. And before the conversation was over or somewhere in the middle of the conversation, he says, you know, I've done some things that I'm not proud of, and I've done some things I know I shouldn't have. And I grab my pen and my paper, and I'm listening to him talk, and I'm realizing that there is a song at that very moment. So I just basically wrote the conversation down. I put it into musical format and called it the phone call. And it's a testimony that he heard one of my, it's not really a gospel song, but it's a religious or a spiritual song that he heard on the radio. He said, when I heard that, he said, I knew I had to change my life. And uh, I, I got goosebumps then. I'm kind of getting them right now because it's amazing what music will do to people. And especially if you know that person, how special that conversation was. And ultimately, 
he said he was going to change his life and give it to Jesus starting now. And that's a lyric in that song. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was blown away, actually. You know, it's, it's funny. We don't really understand the impact that we can make in someone's life in even the smallest of ways. But it may just be that saying hi to somebody that you've never met before or giving them a smile or, or holding a door open for somebody. You know, those little things, sometimes that's all somebody needs to brighten their day. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. My dad, at a young age, when he realized that at my young age that I wanted to pursue the music, he gave me some advice that I, I've never forgotten. You never, ever neglect someone. Always stick that hand out. Always be glad to see them. Hug your neck. And people appreciate that. Whether they, whether they know you or not, they think they, they think they do. And you can make someone's day or make someone feel really good. And I've always tried to be personal and personable with anybody in my audience and whatever. And I learned that from my dad and he was right then and he's right now. Just treat people good and it's amazing what will come from that. Yeah, I, I agree. Like our society, as we talked briefly about before, is very self-absorbed. And that's not the way of the gospel. That's not the way of Jesus. You know, he is so opposed to that. And he talks continually about dying to self and putting others first. And the golden rule, if people like to call it, right, in society. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So tell me what daily life is like for you. I know you said that you, you own a farm, so so you're busy on the farm. I've got relatives that have farms, and I know that how busy they are. And they also hold down some other full-time jobs. And I'm amazed at the length of days that are put in, you know, from the, <laughs> like the crack of dawn till well after midnight, sometimes like that kind of day. And I think that speaks proudly of how you live your life because it's not an easy career to have. And again, I think it is underappreciated too. Well, I love the farm way of life. I love the country way of life. My appreciation for the country music, in my mind, goes hand in hand with my lifestyle. I don't work 14 hours a day. There's days that I do. There's days that I will work, you know, from the time I get up in the morning until way late at night, you know, putting in hay or, or whatever we do. I, I do what I have to do. But, you know, I'm fortunate that I got good help. And my wife is my hay help. She drives a tractor and a baler. <laughs> and I stand on the wagon and... <laughs> <laughs> and we do the old hay thing together, bless your heart. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the music and the lifestyle and the farm is, is something I love. And, you know, I mentioned earlier how blessed I was. I didn't always have this, but I look around and see how blessed I am that I, I get to do exactly what I want to do. I get to be exactly where I want to be. And I get to share it with exactly who I want to share it with. Mm -hmm. Is it getting better than that? No, no. Absolutely not. So, you know, you just, when you were talking there, it maybe just gave me one thought. You talked about being blessed to, to be a part of country music. And, and as you've talked eloquently about so far, have you found at times that being a country artist has challenged your faith, even though there is a big component of faith in country music? Oh, yeah. You know, back in the early 90s, late 80s, on up into the early tooth in the 2000s, I played music in the honky-tonks and bars five, six nights a week. Done some really stupid stuff in my life. I mean, I, I was there to make a living. I was there to make money. I was there to, you know, to, you know, it was a job to me. But being in that environment, stupid stuff happened. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think I would have appreciated anything of my life now had I not gone through, you know, that little uh, chapter in my life. Because now... 
I, first of all, I couldn't play six nights a week and a half. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I still have that appreciation and that drive and that determination for the music. And and I'm so aware now of things. I, I never drank. I never did drugs. I never did that kind of stupid stuff. But because I've seen that all around me in the music and stuff that I was, you know, the, the environment and the places I was playing. So I was fortunate not to do that. But if you just take a second and and as we get older and as we look around, just, you know, it, it don't take long to realize that, you know, maybe the Lord had a plan for me. Mm. And I see people today that came out and seen me playing music in the honky tonks 30 years ago, 35 years ago, that are coming to my shows, that are paying their money, that are buying my CDs, that are buying my, my merchandise. And they're saying things like, oh, my goodness. Pray on the radio just blew me away. Or, you know, this this phone call just blew me away. Or, you know, I have a song now that's there's probably five of the 12 songs on my new album that they're not gospel, but they have the spiritual connection. It's, it's almost daily that someone says, I heard this song and it touched me. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be me today had I not been me 35 mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. It's all that made me what I am today. So I'm thankful that I got to experience all. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that those who are forgiven much love much. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing that came to my mind too, is uh, the apostle Paul tells us that he was all things to all men that he might mm -hmm. mean some, you know, not every song has to be a gospel song because, no. you know, you can, you can write songs that don't necessarily speak it that clearly if you want to put it that way, but just the message written from the heart because your heart is Christ, as you write those songs, that message is going to come through, whether it's specifically saying that or not. Johnny, what you're saying is 100% true. I've had people, I still get people telling me if I write a new song or what have you, and, and they'll get me off to the side and say at a show or what have you, and say, Richard, it's almost as if you wrote that song for me. Yeah. And that's as big a compliment as you're ever going to get as a singer-songwriter for someone to comprehend that emotion and connect with that listener on the emotion that you put into your music. And, you know, there's just a certain thing, a certain factor in the music that I, I, I would like to think it ultimately helps somebody. It's somewhere down the road. Amen. Amen. So one last question for you, and then we'll get some information about uh, your shows and, and your music and things like that. If you had one minute to tell somebody one thing about God, what would it be? Well, I learned recently that to surround myself with people that believe in me and want to see me succeed. And I don't think I would have not, I don't think I would have necessarily known that if I hadn't had God in my corner, because God wants us all to succeed. God wants us all to be happy and live a happy life, you know, and if we're surrounded by people that don't necessarily want you to have a success, whether you're a musician, whether you're a hairdresser, whether you're a plumber, whatever your occupation is. If you don't find that you're surrounding yourself with people that believe in you and want to see you do good, ultimately you won't. So I think the Lord has given me that knowledge to let people, you know, shine in my life a little bit that want to see me succeed. And ultimately, I believe I will. Amen. I agree with that. You don't want people around you that are going to continually pull you down just because maybe they're jealous or for whatever reason it might be, right? I agree 100%. Yeah. So tell me about where people can find your information about your shows, about your music. Well, the best way to find out anything about me is to go to richardlynchband.com. 
you can find all our, our dates, our interviews, our merchandise, our albums, anything and everything you want to go. But go to richardlynchband.com. Don't go to Richard Lynch. You're going to find some scary actor guy out in Hollywood. So don't, don't go there. <laughs> richardlynchband.com. And you'll learn everything more than you want to know about me. <laughs> All right. That's that's very important uh, dispensation there between the two, right? Well, that's great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure meeting you and, and I've enjoyed our conversation. And I believe that those listening to the show are going to be inspired to strive to be the best that they can be and to expect to see God help them be the best that they can be. So thanks very much for being here. Johnny, thanks for the opportunity and to all your listeners. God bless. And God bless you too. This morning, so I said hello. An old friend was calling to say he heard me on the radio. I asked him how he was doing, he said, I guess I'm doing all right. When I heard your song, it touched my heart and it made me realize. what my life was But I'm giving my troubles to Jesus starting now said, well, I better go. It's sure been good to hear your voice. I just thought you ought to know. I thank my old friend for calling. Said, I hope I get to see you soon. And call me again whenever you want, cause I just wrote this song. what my life was but i'm giving my troubles to jesus starting now oh i've done some things in my life that i'm not proud of and i chose to hang around a pretty rough crowd what my life was but i'm giving my troubles to jesus starting now yeah i'm giving my troubles to jesus starting now
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.